Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. God says, see, in this thing where you feel weak, you don't have what it takes to conquer this. You actually don't because I'm the conqueror so that you can be more than a conqueror in it. And there's such a testimony in that. You know, people want to talk to people who have been through some stuff. Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Peck. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey, welcome to another episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. So glad that you're taking time to tune in. And uh, I think today is really going to intrigue you in a lot of different ways and and help reach areas of your life that maybe you're scratching your head over. So, uh, Wendy, I got to ask you first, though, um, have you ever felt like giving up? Um, because I know I have. I mean, in fact, there are times I have given up and I probably shouldn't have given up, but there are times where giving up is probably probably a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, 100 percent. Yes, I have given up on things. And, and I think that giving up doesn't need to have a bad connotation. Right. Mm, in fact, it could go. actually give you freedom and empower you to do greater mm. things. Well, on the show today, our guest will share her giving up story and uh, how it paved the way to cultivating a real intimacy with Jesus and with others. Yes. On our show today, we have Punky Tolson, and um, her heart's desire is to help women fall in love with Jesus and live the life they were destined for. She's a writer. She's a blogger, disciple maker, and just passionate about uh, being a communicator of God's truth. And she's a speaker, and she has just an incredible multiple stories, but um, just her amazing God story of of being single for so many years and then actually marrying a man at the age of uh, 43, um, this story will captivate you no matter what stage of life you're in. And she also battled breast cancer and um, she um, will reassure anyone experiencing any kind of difficulty that you can conquer this thing in Christ. And so mm. she is married to John Tolson, who is co-founder of the Tolson Group, and it's a discipleship-based ministry in Dallas, Texas. And Punky is also the host of Life on Life podcast, which is a great podcast to go check out. So um, you can find out more at punkytolson.com. But we want to bring on Punky. What a fun name, right? Right now to the show. Welcome, Punky. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you both. Thank you, Todd. Of course, you know the first thing on everybody's mind who's not familiar with you. Where did this name Punky come from? I know. I know. I get it all the time. And it's great because it gives me a chance to talk about my sweet dad. And he started calling me that when I was a baby. I mean, my, my real name's Karen. It's a perfectly lovely name. It means pure in heart. And I guess that's, I'm always trying to live up to that. But I, he started calling me that when I was a baby. My aunt had a friend named Punky and he thought that was so cute. And so Punky it is. Oh, Punky so stuck. Cool. Yeah. Well, we first met years ago, Punky, at a, a women's conference that we both spoke at. And um, I'm so delighted to have you on. And 
Um, I think immediately just right out of the gate, let's let's talk about um, giving up and why does giving up for so many seem difficult and maybe even a sign of weakness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like you were saying in the beginning, Todd, it's just, it's one of those things that it, it can be considered like, I give up on that, I'm just, you know, done trying. But I think that as a believer, I give up is is the best place you can be because it's a it's a place of surrender. Mm. And that's really where I got to with my I give up moment where I was face down literally on the hardwood floors of my bedroom after just having battled broken heart after broken heart after broken heart and I just said I'm done. I give up. And mm. Jesus, if you are who you say you are and you can be who you say you can be to me then come on in because I'm done trying. And I didn't want to give up in the sense of, I had no, no thought whatsoever of ending my life, but I would have liked to have gone to sleep for a really long time and woken up and have it all be over. Right. Depression. Depression. Exactly. And and exactly. And that's where it was. And I wanted that empty place in my heart to be filled up. And I had tried to cram everything in there except the right one, the right thing. Can you share some of the circumstances leading up to that? Because there must have been something going on in your life that put a lot of pressure on you or a lot of turmoil to get to that place of being face down on the floor. So there, there was a lot going on. There is a lot going on. I, From the time I can remember, I wanted to fall in love and get married. Um, grew up in a, in a, in a good home, but there was just a lot of, you know, friction and fighting and all of that. And I really just wanted to run away and escape. Maybe I read too many fairy tales growing up and I don't know what it was, but I just, I wanted to fall in love and live happily ever after just the whole Prince Charming thing and all of that. And so I gave my life to Christ in high school. I was sold out and I made all of these promises, all these commitments. And by the time I got out of high school, my first year of college, I broke every single one of them Mm. and uh, just drifted off toward what my heart wanted. And my heart wanted to be loved. I didn't know at that time my heart wanted to be loved by Jesus. And Mm. so I just pursued relationships with men for all the wrong reasons and in all the wrong ways. And I want to say something, and I'm going to get back there. I want to say this because I think maybe somebody needs to hear this. I received Christ when I was in high school and I made that commitment. And I believe that I was sealed at that point. And my name's, my name was recorded in the Lamb's book of life, but yet I went on to sin. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some of the God does not put any weight on sin, but I, the greatest sins of my life happened after I said yes to Jesus. And he loved me enough. He loved me enough to pursue me. And so while I was pursuing men for all the wrong reasons, it just led heartache after heartache. And I, I got so delusional. I think that's just the word, just delusional, mm-hmm. that I ended up in a relationship with a married man, fell in love, and it was it was horrible. It was it was horrible. And in the middle of it, in the midst of it, I knew it was wrong. And mm-hmm. I just kept doing it until I got done with it, sick of it. And the Lord lets you get to the end of yourself. And uh, that's what happened to me. I ended up at the end of myself. It was just um, a big throbbing pain in my chest. And that's where I ended up face down on the hardwood floors. Wow. Getting to the end of yourself. That speaks volume. And um, I'm just thinking about how 
sometimes and, and so often we can justify the sin, even though, like you uh-huh. said, you, you have given your life to Christ, you, it's all sealed and done. And yet that was when you started to sin the most and fall short of, of, of the glory. And so um, it's just, it's interesting to me how, how many people actually find themselves in that position. Um, can you tell us the moment that you actually did hit the floor? Like, tell us uh, what led, I mean, we know what led up to it, but the moment that it happened, what were the emotions? Why, why did you finally hit the floor? I think to also go back to something you just said is like sin, sin makes you an idiot. Sin makes you stupid. I mean, part of Satan's deception is just laughing at you too. Right, right. Why can you make a fool of yourself? Yeah. I want to tell you how out of my mind I was. And, and I do believe sin brings insanity. Yeah. But yeah. I had gotten to a point where I was asking God for things. Even this morning, Wendy and Todd, I said to the Lord, I cannot believe you've done for me all you've done for me. When I asked you and begged you for things that were abhorrent. And yet you loved me enough to say no to those things. I just don't get it. And then bless me with the life that I have. And so I had just, I was out of my mind and it had to have been the Holy Spirit just sort of shake me and say, look at your life. Look at your life. Look at what you, look at what you have justified. Look at what you've said is good and right. And oh my gosh, this man loves me so this must be right. And he's in a bad marriage and I'm going to save him from this horrible marriage. And I mean, just this insanity, y'all, that's the only word I can really pin on it. It's insanity. Yeah. And uh, the Holy Spirit had to have shaken me awake at that moment, but I felt empty. I felt lost. I felt dark. I felt uh, guilty that, that shame and that guilt, like I I just, I just want to disappear. I want to go away. Mm -hmm. And I, I just had this shred of hope that if there's, if there is something Jesus can do about this, then I want that. And I had heard a woman speak and she talked about Jesus in a way that, that, that told me she doesn't just know the Bible or go to church. She loves him. Mm-hmm. And so in that face down on the floor of my room moment, when I said, I give up, and I firmly believe those are the three words that saved my physical life and my mind, I, I, I said, I have tried to fall in love and make myself happy with every kind of man out there. Yeah. And I have never asked to fall in love with you, but I'm going to ask that now. And almost in defiance, I pray. Mm-hmm. Almost like I dare you. I <laughs> Exactly, Wendy. And I'm down on my knees. I want to fall in love with you, Lord. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that's like, but I want that. Night after night, didn't feel any different. And before long, I realized I am like racing home from work at night, grabbing my Bible and curling up in bed with a bowl of cereal and just listening to God and his word. Isn't that how love starts conversation? It sure is. It starts as a friendship. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. intimacy. You know, all the affairs out there rarely start with a physical attraction. It's usually conversation yeah. it's, that leads to intimacy. Yeah. And so I just listened to the Lord talk to me in His Word and um, what He had to say about Himself and what He had to say about me. And it, yeah. just, it just went on from there. 
That is beautiful, Punky. And I think about how many men and women, not just women, but men and women long for that intimacy. And like you said, that is why affairs tend to happen because it starts with just a a dialogue, a friendship, an emotional connection, and then boom, it escalates from there. And it's a it's a false deception of of what the real intimacy of what you desire is. And that's uh, with Jesus Christ. So, Well, I think it's uh, really, really fascinating the way that God works with each one of us, right? You needed to come, <clears throat> excuse me, to a place of feeling the heaviness of the shame and the guilt before yeah. you were willing to admit things were a mess mm-hmm. and that you might have some responsibility in it. So I'm just wondering when it comes to others, I mean, our own life, certainly, as we want to you know, become more like Christ, we have to pay attention to the warning signs, the little signals, the little tugs at the heart that says, this is not, this is not good. You're feeling this because you're out of line. So, and how do we help others around us whom we love? And we know they're, maybe they're, they're trapped. Maybe they're somewhat deceived. How do we help maybe open the doorway so that conviction and grace can take place and there can be a change of heart? That's a really good question. And I, I think, you know, above and beyond everything is you've got to have it going on with Jesus. You've got to have that relationship and and you've got to tend to that relationship. And that doesn't come just zipping through a devotional in the morning. It comes Mm. with spending time with God and his word, because it's almost like you put on this helmet or this hat in the morning. You read God's word, you engage with him, you listen to him. And it acts as a filter to filter everything out in your life. Now, does that mean you're never going to fall into temptation and you're never going to sin? It doesn't. But I think that that is key. If we are going to walk by faith in the spirit, then we've got to engage with God and his word by the spirit and and take our direction from him. Now, also with that, we can't do this alone. We were not meant to be Lone Ranger Christians. Right. We need one another. The Christian life is a one another life. It's mm-hmm. it's we know it's not a religion, it's a relationship with a real live person. So we've got that dynamic, but we need people around us. We need like-minded, godly, prayerful uh, friends of the same sex. You know, I know you've got this, Wendy, one or two close iron sharpening iron friends, yes. a brother or sisters in Christ that love you enough that you've get given permission to speak into your life. They've got your blind sides. They're that Jonathan David kind of friendship, but that love you enough to ask you the tough questions. Are you in God's word? Have you, have you been in the presence of a member of the opposite sex alone uh, too often? Are you spending healthy time engaging in the, in nurturing the relationship with your husband or with your wife, with your kids, whether, and then at the end, now have you lied to me about any of these things? Mm. I mean, do we have friends like that? Because I'm telling you, that is key. And that's all part of uh, disciple making also is we've we've got to have those relationships that hold us accountable. That is such a good reminder uh, for maybe those listening, but um, because it's so easy to get um, lured into the friendships of, oh, I just want you to be happy. And and that kind of um, attitude that they'll just say anything that in agreement so that yeah. you're happy, right? That's not necessarily true friendship. You you need yeah. those ones that are going to speak real truth into your life yeah. that will um, help you, like you said, iron sharpens iron. I think we're going to be held accountable for that too, <laughs> because um, the Bible does say, speak truth in love. And I love my friends, but you know, you guys, so many times I was like, why 
did no one ever drag my sorry self away on a weekend somewhere and go, you are sick Mm -hmm. and you need help. Why didn't anybody, I mean, they just kind of laughed it off, sloughed it off or accepted it. And I don't need anyone. You don't need anyone accepting the sin in your life. So hold on, put a pin in that because are those people that had um, just kind of laughed it off and went along with it, are they still your friends today? Some of them are, um, but not my closest friends. Right. Yeah. You tend to shift uh, a different pool of friends that um, start to speak life into you when you understand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, and I do have a friend that came out of that situation shortly after who is, is my best friend to this day. And one of those iron sharpeners and does not hesitate to speak truth to me and has on, on a number of occasions. And, and I mm. have her as well, but I, I, I decided at that point, and this is another aspect of disciple making is that, you know what? I didn't have anybody do this for me. I didn't have, have anybody intentionally pour into my life and help me grow up in my faith and be able to navigate this stuff. And I think, mm-hmm. had I had that at the moment I received Christ and here I am as a baby, an infant Christian and somebody to help me and nurture me grow up, I may not have made those decisions. Right. So I thought, you know, I didn't have that, but by golly, I'm going to be the woman that I wish somebody had been to me. Mm, that's and really I'm going to help women navigate this thing because the, the enemy is out to kill us. He wants us dead. He wants us to be walking dead, right? Well, you can just see how God uh, is continuing to bring out good, even from the stuff that wasn't so good in your life because of the lessons that you learned and the compassion he's given you and the heart he's given you to disciple others. And I love the practicality uh, in the way you approach things, Punky, because you, you pretty much said, you know, to avoid this, you have to first stay in the word. You have to stay close to the Lord. And next, you need something practical in your life, like friends who will tell it like it is, right? <laughs> which, well, which Even is, when it hurts. Yeah. Which is a two-sided yeah. coin. It's a two-sided coin. We need friends who will tell us straight on uh, the truth that gives life. But then in turn, we have to be willing and we have to have the courage and the love for God and the love for that person, right? To pull, to pull them into the same place by confronting with the truth. So after all of that, and then your, your constant intimacy with Jesus, I mean, that's, that's the winning score right there. So I guess after that, everything turns out hunky-dory for you then, right? I mean, uh, everything's uh, just, <laughs> life is a piece of cake. Yeah, no. And I, you know, that's, we got to remember, Jesus doesn't call us to a life of comfort. Uh, he's more concerned with our character and um, he just calls us to follow him. I met a wonderful man and we got married when I was 43 and that was in 2001 on our honeymoon. We were turning from our honeymoon, 9-11 happened in the throes of all of that. So we're driving across country. We get home. There was a big eruption in our church. We, um, within two years of our marriage, we relocated to Dallas and we were in Dallas in 2004, and then in 2009, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. There were other things that happened before that. My mm-hmm. you know, mother-in-law died. My son got divorced. I mean, just a lot of things. And then um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2009, mm-hmm. and um, that was a big journey. And So, so how did you handle that, yeah. that news of breast cancer, and how did well, John handle it? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So I, uh, no one in my family had ever had breast cancer. So I was the 
pioneer. My first husband's wife had passed away in 1999 and uh, of other things, complications from diabetes. And so when I was, you know, found a lump, all that stuff, and I went for the biopsy and I, I think it's breast cancer. And I, I was stunned, but I, my first thought was, I just want to get in my car leave the hospital, drive down Northwest Highway and never come back because I don't want to have to tell my husband mm. because he's already been through this, mm. you know, with his first wife. So, and I didn't want to tell my mother. So that honestly, y'all, was the hardest part was yeah. telling my husband. Telling, oh, wow. But I mean, you know, between that time, there's like two days between like you have the biopsy and then they tell you what it is. And I was praying, I was begging God. I was reminding God who I was and that I've taught the Bible for decades now and <laughs> don't forget be happening to me and yeah I got that diagnosis and I went immediately to my knees and I said okay Lord I think this is about my heart and if we're gonna do this then let's get rid of all the cancer let's get all the cancer in my heart any if there's any bitterness resentment unforgiveness jealousy I just kind of went down those because I don't want to be the same woman coming out of this that I was coming into it so let's get it all done and let's circumcise my heart again. And I had been in ministry for a while because I'd been married to John who was in ministry. And so the, just the weariness of ministry gets to you. And I, I just remember crying to the Lord saying, I, I've, I've lost my dance with you. I've just mm. lost my dance and I want it back. And it was a few months later when I got that diagnosis and I knew instantly it was about my heart and it was about mm. learning to dance with him again in a completely different season. But I'll tell you what, and you probably know this too in some ways. Sometimes the sweetest gifts God gives us come wrapped in really ugly paper. <laughs> they yeah. come wrapped in the worst looking situation whatsoever. Mm. But boy, you open it up, you take the time to find the gold in there. There's gold. And it makes me want to cry just Beautiful. thinking about it. Because Beautiful. Yeah. He was so sweet to me during that time. Mm. A year later at my one year uh, checkup, my breast surgeon, who's a strong believer, and we've become friends through this, he said, so what's the biggest thing you learned in all of this? And I said, just how sweet God is, how mm. kind my Savior is wow. to love me so well and to literally, you know, pin my arms out so that I could not do anything for anyone people had to do for me. And learn to be a receiver of that love that he had for me through people who would come to help me. But I, I would not trade it for anything. Don't, I would not like to go through it again, but I would not trade it for anything. And to be married to a man who would look at me with scars on my chest and bald head and make me feel like I was the most beautiful, attractive thing on the planet. I mean... I did not do anything to deserve this. None of us do. But I'm thinking, you might have picked the wrong person here. So. Wow. Well, Beautiful. I love Punky, the story. And and just you're such an overcomer. And the fact that you saw immediately that, God, this is more than just breast cancer. Yeah. This is this yeah. is a heart, heart issue. So let's fix it all. And that takes courage. That takes boldness. That takes humility. And um, I, I, I love that uh, God just walked you through this journey in such a beautiful way. And it's been, what, 12 years? Coming up in 12 years um, next month, May. Yeah. Well, yeah. Happy Survivor Day. I, li I love that. And my my mom had a double mastectomy and went through that. And I just the scars. I She actually had me take a photo of her. And so I remember seeing her scars and 
And um, for for John to show up in such a beautiful way in your life through those scars is yeah. says a lot about him as 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 a, a wonderful husband and man as well. I think it speaks to all of us in terms of when we go through things we don't like or we don't want that we just we try to get the right perspective. Like it took you a bit, but you you switched your perspective to find out what else does God have for me in this situation? What what are the kind of cancers are going to be revealed that aren't physical, but something else in my life? That is so powerfully um, useful in our lives, no matter what the situation mm-hmm. is, whether it's something huge or something small, just to be aware of getting a different God's pers- getting God's perspective on things. Right. And, and that likely contributed to your healing inside and out, yep. which, is, uh, sure. which is beautiful. When you engage with God in his word and you understand who he is and his character, then you know that God only always gives us opportunities. There's it's always an opportunity. And John Piper uh, wrote a, a wonderful piece when he was uh, diagnosed with prostate cancer, uh, preached at the day before he went in for his surgery and was called Don't Waste Your Cancer. And that had always resonated with me long before I was diagnosed with cancer. But I thought it applies, as you're saying, um, the same thing, Todd, to, to any circumstances. Don't waste your divorce. Don't waste your your addiction. Don't waste your kids' waywardness, you know, prodigalness. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. there's an opportunity in there that God says, see, in this thing, this thing where you feel weak, where you feel um, you don't have what it takes to conquer this, you actually don't because I'm Mm. the conqueror so that you can be more than a conqueror in it. And there's such a testimony in that. Um, You know, people want to talk to people who have been through some stuff, you know, they want to know how they got through it. Yeah, and that yeah. right there, you your story offers hope, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons we do this podcast. Your biggest breakthrough is because people's stories reveal and heal, and yeah. and yeah. your story is an opportunity uh, for others that may be going through something similar on 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 both sides of your your breakthroughs, mm-hmm. that uh, they can see, wow, okay, Puck, Punky overcame this through uh, through God's strength, and so I have hope now. Or even I think of John. Uh, that may be ministering to men that their wives are going through breast cancer. And and he was a chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys for a while, right? He was for a while and then several other sports teams before that. So Yeah. And so um, he's, he's uh, interacting with quite a few men. So he's got that ministry side as well. And um, it's just amazing how God does. He mm. uses our, our icky stuff and, and uses it for our good and his glory. So. Yeah. The key is getting, getting the right perspective. So Punky, you were able to do that because of your relationship with Jesus. And rather than turn all sour and bitter and complain to God, you use it as that opportunity you talked about. And there are, there are so many who don't know how to do that. Maybe they don't have people around them. So let's talk about this whole idea of disciple making. And that intimacy. And, and the it. intimacy with Jesus, because that really is the key. And you are so involved in discipling others, helping them gain those perspectives and getting intimate. But would you expand a little bit on, on, on what you're doing, why you're doing that, how you're doing that? And how others can. <laughs> yeah. On my um, first date with my husband, he asked me a question. If you could do anything you wanted to do, if money wasn't a problem and you knew you wouldn't fail at it, what would you do? And then he, I kind of hesitated and then he said, okay, now what are you most passionate about? And I said, well, about the only thing I'm passionate about is Jesus. And if I could do anything I wanted to do, I would teach women what it means to fall in love with him and to live that kind of life. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I'm married to him. And by God's grace, I get to do that. But that is 
that what was pivotal and a breakthrough for me in my faith was that, as we said earlier, Christianity is a relationship and engaging with Jesus Engaging with God through his word and learning to talk to him and listen to him and walk with him. Well, when I started to experience that and I saw my life change, when I saw myself change, when my heart felt different, when my mind was thinking different, I thought, I want, I want every woman I know yeah, yeah. to understand this. And so I taught Bible study for a long time and I still do. But it was always the women who would come up after or write, like, can we get together one on one? Now, my husband has been discipling forever, and that's the focus of his, his ministry and to men is disciple-making. And I thought this is what is really missing out there is someone to throw their arm around you yes. and help you walk and grow up in your faith. Because most women that I met with, Wendy, and you might know this too, or have experienced this too, they're like, okay, I get it. I know what the Bible says. I can find the answer. I can fill in the blank. But I don't know how it really works when you get the phone call that you have cancer or when your kid gets busted for pot again. How does the Bible work when your husband walks out and leaves you for a younger woman or when the bottom falls out of your bank account? They want to know practically, how does it work? How do I do For this? their life, not right. the old stories. Like, how does it apply right now? How is it? To a real woman in 2021, he's got real stuff, you know, even the scratchy with your husband on a scratchy day, you know, yeah, right. deal with that. And so I, I think that's what's missing in, in the church too, is that we don't have enough disciple makers out there to raise up. So we've got a lot of people immature in their faith. Right. And so it's a beautiful thing when you see somebody get it, much like with your children, when you see them, when you watch them grow up and they get it, and then all of a sudden they're coming back and repeating to you the things mm -hmm. you've told them mm -hmm. and they're helping somebody else. Right. So that's uh, what has helped Anytime you're raising babies, your connection with God is really strong because <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> spiritual babies are no different. And right. Right. so I I you know, when you see these women, these young women and even women just young in their spiritual years, um, start to get it and the lights go off and they and to start to dance with Jesus, it's a sweet thing. So um, that's my heart. And that's where the Life on Life podcast came from was I, I'm asked to disciple women a lot and I only have a certain number of hours in the day and I try to take on as many as I can. But I thought this is just one little smidge of a thing I can do to disciple women on a, on a, on a broader opportunity here. And so that's, that's why I do what I do. And um, it is a great I, podcast, by the way, I listen often and it is uh, well done life on life podcast. Yes. And, and, you know, with that, it, it may come a little more easily to you because you actually used to be in the entertainment industry, right? I did. Yeah. So nothing's wasted. <laughs> Nothing is wasted. Oh, you're I a natural at it. Yes. You're a natural. At it. Yeah. So were you in, in uh, was it TV or movies or, or what? I, I all commercials, TV. I did uh, theater, stage, and and I did film um, for about twelve years. I did voiceover work too. Just all of that. I just shifted gears when I was twenty nine. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to wake up and be thirty nine and say, why didn't I ever do what I wanted to do? So I did what I'd always dreamed about and loved it. Um, but uh, then, now, got, did you live yeah. in California or did you? I lived there for a while. I was in Orlando when I started in Orlando. 
uh, was a good market. It was a right to work state. So I worked a lot and all over the Southeast, there was a lot of film and episodic television done at that time. So I worked a lot until I couldn't work anymore because I had to join the union. And so then I went out to California for a while, but got burned out very quickly out there and, and came home. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And you look at the entertainment industry right now as a whole and and how, um, um, you know, there's such an opportunity for that industry to influence others, right? And so the more we can pray for those in the entertainment industry, uh, the better, because we want them to be able to influence for uh, Jesus, right? Yeah, and some great, you know, the Kendrick brothers and others. They're doing yes, really, they are. Really good films, really quality work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and with a message that is appealing to so many people. And I think that Hollywood is seeing that yeah. there's a market out there. Of yeah, people there's a shift. Yes. So, so pray God for that. Yay. Yes. Yay is right. Well, we want to, um, did you want well, I just, I, I just because she's got an interesting life, so we have he to does. ask. We she have does, to, yeah. Not everybody knows everything about her, <laughs> including us. So I'm just curious: is there anything about you that a lot of people don't know about? Something that's a little bit just unique for Punky, and you can share with our audience. Yeah, I'm, and then fill in the blank. Oh gosh, well, you might want to show. You, you might st- want to show Gigi. Actually, people know about oh. Gigi. <laughs> She's sitting here right at my feet. So oh, good, grab her. Making noises for a minute. Um, That's well, funny. <laughs> I am a coffee addict. I love coffee. Oh, okay. Are are you a coffee snob too? Then does that mean that you you've got? Um, this is Gigi. She's Look like, at Gigi. Oh my wait, goodness. Wait, no. If you're so, listen, you got to go watch this on YouTube. Frenchie, because Frenchie named Gigi. Bulldog, and her yes. name is which? Oh, she's. Are you grumpy? Hey, oh, no, so is are you going to talk? Wake me up. Oh, is, that's hilarious. Is Gigi doing a Java the Hutt impersonation? I'm just curious <laughs> at this angle. I know. I think it's only the mother could love, right? But oh, she's so good. She's quite entertaining. Gigi uh, makes it on Instagram a lot. We love Gigi. I think people really love to see pictures of my dog and my husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wendy, my take, dog note. And my husband. take note of that, so, please. Oh, yeah. I'll take pictures of you and post you all the time. Sure. Yeah, but, she's, but so I love, I do, I love my French bulldog. I love my coffee. And um, yeah, we might, there's some television shows we kind of like. But I mean, is there anything that's just like, like a hidden talent or any hidden talent. Yeah. Hmm, no, I mean, I think that the thing that I don't talk about a lot um, is what you already asked me about was my, my career in the entertainment yeah. industry. And yeah. so people are like, what movie did you do? I did one movie that you would know that actually made it to the screen. It was called something to talk about. Oh, yes. And so was wait, wait, who, who was in that? Uh, Dennis Quaid, Julia Roberts, Robert Duvall. Yes. So, wow. Oh my goodness, Punky. So, that's cool. So I was going to say you got to hang out with the big names, but what I really mean is, so they got to hang out with you. That's Aww. pretty cool. <laughs> well, and that, that, and that, and that was fun. And those were fun days. And I, and people ask me a lot, like, would you ever go back and do that again? I don't miss the auditioning, but I tell you what, if the Kendrick brothers called and yeah. said, it hey, yeah. was a great film with this great message. I'd say, yeah, you're in. Okay, you're in. That's cool. Well, yeah. well, go ahead and put your name in the hat right here. You hear that right now? Right yeah. now, the Kendrick brother, <laughs> brothers are listening and uh, <laughs> able to do something with a message like that, you know? Amen. Mm, yes. Yes. Great. Well, but, we uh, so appreciate you coming on with yeah. us and sharing your message because um, your message is powerful and it's going to offer hope for so many that are listening. And it, yeah. it's really inspired us as well. 
And I just adore you. And I've um, enjoyed our friendship over the years and how we just picked up right where we left off whenever we had our conversation not too long ago uh, before getting you on this podcast. So just bless you, bless John and both of your ministries. And um, say hi to my parents there in Texas. I will. And bless you both and for what you're doing, because you encouraged me, Wendy. And I, I mean, as crazy as social media is, it's somebody the Lord kept putting before me was you. And so thank you. You've encouraged me more than you know. So God bless wow. you both for what you're doing. Thank, thank you. you. God bless you. Thanks for being on. Talk you to you care. soon. Take right. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay. That was a really fun interview. They're always fun. Like I enjoy our guests so much. And um, Punky is is just a special yeah, individual. She's no, been she's, through so much. I love the fact that she's very transparent and she's very real. She's got mm-hmm. a lot of passion. You can just you can sense and feel her her love for Jesus and this intimacy. And I think uh, that's the message that really comes through loud and clear. That yeah. no matter what you go through, if you will develop an intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ, you can not just go through it. You can really benefit in going through it. And the result will be not only will you receive freedom and healing and insight and intimacy, you'll be able to share that with others. And that is the whole idea of discipling, helping others become disciples. That's right. And to um, develop that intimacy, sometimes you just have to give up. And so we're grateful that Punky gave up and you might need to give up something too, so that you can create that intimacy. And, uh, you know, she shared her, um, breast cancer story. Yep. We had another guest on uh, episode 26, Don Barton. And hey, that how was did super you know fun. The epi- did you just grab that out of the air? Episode 26. I just, I just remember. You have those no. all memorized. Don't yeah. You? All memorized. What will happen when we're at, you know, episode 1,483. <laughs> I'll still know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. I'll look it up. I'm sure. But she will. talks uh, proactive about how she proactively chose joy through her breast cancer journey. Yeah. And it is a great segment. And, uh, and yes, that was just a, uh, uh-huh. What, what episode again? The 26 with Don Barton. <laughs> Don Barton. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Wrote a great book to you. Might want to get your hands on that. Yes. Back to Punky for just a moment mm-hmm. here because I checked her website out a couple of times. and uh, it's, You got to go. You, yeah, it's really, there's there are resources available. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just, it's well done. And if you want some more encouragement in, as far as how you develop this intimacy with Jesus and how God can use you to disciple others, go to her website. It's punkytolson.com. Yeah. And she also uh, wants to give away a few copies of her book. Yes. And so Mm -hmm. punkytolson.com, you can go there. That's P-U-N-K-Y, just in case, T-O-L-S-O-N.com. That'll be in the show notes. That'll be in the show notes. That's right. But she does want to give away um, a couple copies of the four priorities uh, and then um, why I love God's word. And that's a digital um, uh, book as well as uh, messages to women battling breast cancer. So just email her; she'll uh, give you the goods. It's at it's hey punky hey punky at, at punky <laughs> punky Every time I think of it's punky, I think of this is like remember you know okay punky Brewster. I know yes, this is ridiculous. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, that's ridiculous. Okay, okay, but I had to stop myself uh, a couple times not to say did Brewster. You, I know, sure, you I, too. I think no, but I think <laughs> I, I knew you would because that's how your mind works. <laughs> Uh, hey, listen to also go to your biggest breakthrough.com because uh, there we've got a free resource for you. And also, if you want to find out a little bit more about what Wendy does, or a little bit more about what Todd does, I'm still figuring that out. But I think no, uh, I just think check it out in the show notes. Yeah, I think uh, you can find some. <laughs> 
to find some interesting things on your biggest breakthrough. Yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll catch you same time, same place uh, on your biggest breakthrough session number, episode number, whatever whatever it is. We'll see you there. (laughs) Take care. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh